It's wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate so much the opportunity to study from God's Word on a daily basis with all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this program. We appreciate the contacts we've had from so many of you, actually have met many of you face-to-face, those of you who live in the Omaha area, as you've come to visit with us at services and made contact with us in a personal way at other times. That's very encouraging to us. We appreciate knowing that you're there, that you listen, and that you appreciate the program. We pray that you're not just uh, kind of sitting back and, and taking it in and being entertained. We pray that you're actually studying right along with us, thinking about what we're teaching from God's Word and what the Scriptures really do say for your life. We hope that this is helping you grow spiritually, grow in your faith, and come closer to God. And we hope that it is preparing you to make the right decision about following God His way. Good to be back here today to study with my brothers, Dennis Stackhouse, Dwayne Kennedy. Good to be with you, Dwayne. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be with you on the program. And I appreciate everything you just said concerning using God's Word to draw closer to Him. That's why we do this program every day. And we hope that you are benefiting from it. We hope that you will take these words, apply them to your lives, and strengthen yourself by continuing to study and joining us in our fellowship. That is the worship and Bible study times that we talk about on this program, that you will come and be with us, allow us to get to know you, and as you strive to get to know God. It's good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly a delight for me to be with you both today on the program, and I want to add my word of welcome to all those listening. We're certainly glad that you've tuned in this day to search the scriptures, and as always, we pray that the time you spend with us is going to be beneficial. And as we often do, we'd like to encourage you, if you've not done so, go ahead and get your Bible and have it there in front of you. We're going to be referencing a number of scriptures in the program today. And follow along with us. And as always, we also want to remind you that if you'd like a copy of the program you hear today on CD, all you have to do is ask us for it. We'd be more than happy to send it to you, and it won't cost a thing. We'll even pay the postage to get it to you. Just ask. We'll be glad to do that. Yes, amen. And we do send those out uh, to quite a few people. Uh, Quite a number of people contact us and ask us for specific programs or specific series of studies. We're always glad to send those out to them. And again, we take care of the postage. There's no charge whatsoever. We don't want you to send us anything for those. Just ask. We're, We're glad to get them to you. Now, guys, we've been going through, I think, a real pertinent study. We've been looking at simply some verses to live by, as we've called it. And we've looked at a number of those different passages from Scripture that kind of stick out. Or if you read over them, you say, wow, that's a great truth to live by on a daily basis. And we've looked at a whole bunch of those, both from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Statements that, such as what Moses made to the tribes of Reuben and Gad, be sure your sins will find you out if you don't follow through with your commitment. And choose this day whom you will serve. Joshua told and challenged the uh, 
nation of Israel to do, the people after the promised land had been conquered. Fear God and keep his commandments. Solomon concluded the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, for this is man's all. Walk humbly with your God, Micah 6 and verse 8, certainly applies to us in a very pertinent way today. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, the necessities of life, Jesus had been talking about shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34. What encouragement we got from Paul's statement in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And how relevant is it that we understand that we need to truly pray without ceasing, pray regularly, continually, every day. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. And also keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Boy, we need to get our perspective right on money and the things that money can buy. And we need to try to come to a good understanding of just what contentment is and where contentment can be found. And then we talked about studying God's word, getting into it on purpose on a regular basis. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, study or do be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to understand what we believe and why we believe it. There's no way to do that properly, completely, without getting into a study of God's word. We need to study his word on a regular basis. Now let's go on to another one today. And let's turn to 1 John chapter 5. And Dwayne, how about reading verses 11 and 12 to begin with? And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Now, God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Amen. In Christ, in other words. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. And you talk about a particularly profound statement and teaching that we all need to not only understand, but that we need to grab onto and hold onto, this is one of those. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Eternal life, eternal salvation is in Christ and only in Christ. Now, I'm, I'm not sure that everybody really I know that we know the right words, but I'm not sure that we really fully make those applications to our lives, right. really understand them in all of their depths. And maybe we cannot completely because we're finite beings. We're talking about the divine here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just thinking about the phrase in Christ, Gary, that's something that's easy to overlook. And yet... If you read through the New Testament, and especially the writings of Paul, I'm going to guess that particular phrase will occur nearly a hundred times in Christ or something very similar to it. Yes, it repeatedly, over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's interesting in verse 12, he who has the Son has life, mm -hmm. but he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Mm -hmm. Now, that's very similar to 
John's statement in 2 John verse 9, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in, live by the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Yes. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you fellas something here, and I think this is very important for all of us to understand, not just the three of us, but everybody, literally everybody in the world. When we, when we read these verses and verses like them, what does that tell us about any other religious system or belief that does not believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior? Well, first of all, it's lacking. Putting it in very simple terms, if Jesus is not at the center of that thinking or that theology, in essence, it's going to be useless. Useless. So when you said lacking, mm-hmm. it's not just coming up short a little bit. Oh, no. You're talking about it is lacking the very essence mm-hmm. of the message of salvation. Yes, it is. And most of these other religions talk about getting to God, the Father of heaven. And these passages teach us if they don't have Christ, they don't have Jesus, they don't, or the Son, they don't have the Father. He is the only way to the Father. Mm-hmm. Jesus made that very statement himself, didn't he? Yes. Yes, John 14, verse 6. He spoke about the fact that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Now, he did not mince words there. Very clear. He did not beat around the bush. No. He wasn't being diplomatic. (laughs) No. Or politically correct. Of course, political correctness did not have a place at that time, as far as we know. But it certainly does today. Mm-hmm. And to read these kinds of statements and talk openly about what they clearly teach mm-hmm. is a politically incorrect subject for today. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was just stating fact, pure and simple. He is the only Savior. Uh, Peter also spoke about that in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. As he was referring to Jesus, he said, There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Right. But now think about the reality of the world situation today. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, literally, of millions of people well over a billion people Mm -hmm. who do not believe in Jesus as the Savior. We might go so far as to say there may be two or three billion people who are religious in some direction, Mm -hmm. but that direction does not include Jesus Christ as the Savior of mankind. That's right. Mm -hmm. Are we saying then based on what the Bible teaches us here, that those people are wrong? God is saying that. God is saying that. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of what we say, is it? No, it isn't. It's, It's very clear and it's very plain. In order to be 
in Christ, in order to have the Father, you have to follow his Son. You have to walk in his ways. So it does not matter if somebody believes in God, if they do not also believe in Jesus as the Messiah, yes. the Christ, the Savior, they're coming up short. Yes. Mm. And they, they cannot expect to live eternally with God if they do not come to God through the Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting along that line, Gary, Jesus himself made this statement in John 8, verse 24. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Right. Again, very cut and dried. No question about what Jesus is saying there. It does not matter how many people do not believe in Jesus how many people believe in some other system. We're not talking about a matter of popularity or popular decision or majority vote. We're talking about the truth. Yes. The truth is Jesus is not only a savior, Jesus is the only savior. That's right. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to God, there is no way to eternal salvation, eternal life, except through Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Everybody needs to understand that. Mm -hmm. We may want to try to smooth the feathers, so to speak, of some of those who don't believe in Jesus. We may want to say, well, they're really, really sincere in their belief. And oh, they're such good people. That may be the case. Mm -hmm. But there have been a lot of people who were good people from a human perspective and people who were really, really sincere in what they believed who were nonetheless wrong. That's true. That's right. Being really sincere in what you believe is not the standard for determining that what you believe is really the truth. Mm-hmm. we've got to go by what God said. Mm-hmm. Dennis, in John chapter 1, if we look at verses 1 through 4, what do we read along this line there? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The Word was with God. He was God. In the 14th verse, it tells us who the Word was and Mm -hmm. is. Yes, it does. There we're told, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Everything that was made was made through Christ. That's right. He was there at the creation, taking part in the creation. And verse 4 tells us, in him was life. Mm -hmm. In him. Life is only in him. Mm 
That's right. Now, there's no question, but that verse 14 identifies the word as being Christ. No one else fits that description. That's correct. If you drop down to verse, uh, verses 35 and 36 of that same first chapter of John's account of the gospel, what do we read there, Dennis? Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. Now, fellas, what do we understand by that particular uh, illustrative description of Christ as the Lamb of God? We might think of a lamb as a nice, cute, cuddly, mm -hmm. gentle, pleasant to be around little farm animal. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about, though. No. Uh, and actually, uh, one of the things I would mention there, Gary, is in verse 29 of John chapter 1. Again, John the Immerser was speaking. We're told the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I believe that would be the picture that those who originally received these teachings and writings would have seen. Right. They would have seen a lamb that was to be slaughtered and offered as a sacrifice. And that's what it is. The lamb, the sacrificial lamb, the lamb that was offered for the guilt of our sins. Now, was Jesus really a lamb? Obviously not. It's simply using a metaphorical description, mm -hmm. illustration. But he, is, he was that sacrifice for our sins. The only acceptable sacrifice the that's sacrifice right. that god wants because he was perfect as that's a sacrifice right. yes that's right now Dwayne, how about turning to chapter three of john's account and we read the familiar passage in verse 16 what does that say for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life so whoever believes in him, God gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's that life again. Yes. The everlasting life is connected to Jesus Christ. That's right. It mm -hmm. is through Jesus Christ. In verse 18, what does that say? He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, once again, we see a passage of Scripture that draws a clear line of demarcation, so to speak. Why? If you do not believe in Christ, then you're in condemnation. Yes. And the only way to be out of that condemnation and into forgiveness and salvation is through Christ. Mm -hmm. He is the only Savior. None other is named from God. In fact, read that 17th verse right between the two you just read. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He came to be the Savior. That's right. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself said in Luke 19 and verse 10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Mm-hmm. And what about verse 36 in that third chapter, Dwayne? He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe 
the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. These passages, again, are not wishy-washy. <laughs> They're not just operating on the periphery here. They're very cut and dried, very straightforward, plain spoken, blunt. If you do not believe in Jesus, then you don't have everlasting life. Right. If you're not in Christ, then you don't have God. Mm -hmm. You're not walking with God properly if you don't have Christ in your life. Very important for us to understand. Very important indeed. Let's look at another description of Jesus along this line that we find in Acts chapter 3 and verse 15. Dennis? Acts chapter 3, verse 15. And killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. Is there any question who Peter is talking about there? No, there certainly isn't. If you go back and read the context of this particular sermon, we might call it, that Peter delivered, it's very clear that he's speaking about Jesus. That's right. And he says, you, and he's talking to the Jews especially here. Yes, he is. He says, you've killed the prince of life. Right. The prince of life. Mm -hmm. How significant a designation is that? <laughs> There's no one else who could wear that name. That's right. You've killed the prince of life. Now, even though you did that physically, God raised him from the dead. Mm -hmm. Now, there's the resurrection. And that demonstrates emphatically, powerfully, authoritatively, that Jesus was and is everything he claimed to be. Mm -hmm. right? As the Son of God, the Savior of mankind. Mm -hmm. No other man could make this sacrifice. There was none other. As verse 14 of Acts chapter 3 tells us, he was the Holy One and he was the Just One. And no other man fits that description. If we turn quickly to Romans chapter 5, and we look at verse 8, familiar passage of Scripture again, and a parallel with John 3 and verse 16. Now, there we read that God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Dennis, what does verse 10 say? Romans 5 verse 10 reads, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. A verse to live by. You know, in fact, a verse that we need to understand emphatically goes back to John chapter 1 and verse 4 or 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. Mm -hmm. We can know that we are saved through Jesus Christ. Right. We can. And only through him can we be assured of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop here, come back and continue this line of study on some verses to live by. And we'd love to send you a whole lot of verses of scripture contained in a Bible study that we send out free all over the world. It will help you to understand how to find eternal life, eternal salvation through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why don't you call us or contact us right now?